Top of the day to you and welcome to the Ekatis podcast. Nigeria has the highest suicide rates in Africa and is sixth place in the world. Suicide is the second leading cause of death amongst young people aged between 15 to 29. Joining me to discuss suicide is Ashra Munatsi, a public health professional and a mental health enthusiast from Zimbabwe. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon, Mary. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? All right. I'm very fine, thank you. So first off, um, let's talk about why you are enthusiastic about mental health. Give us a, a brief introduction on why you feel mental health is important, first of all, and why you, you are taking it a bit serious at this stage. Um. I believe mental health is important because um, everything we do in life starts from the state of our mind. So it is important for everything in life. And I think I'm, I've become more enthusiastic about it because I went through a bit of a rough time myself um, mm. when um, a relationship came to an end. And I think it was a realization of just how easily you can be all right one day and not okay the next day and how easily mental health is misunderstood. Um, and that really got me to be a bit more enthusiastic. And I was also working with people that had different types of mental health challenges and they were from all walks of life. And I learned then that, you know, Mental health is important and there are so many challenges that need to be addressed, but they are not being addressed. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to be talking about um, uh, some mental health issues. We're going to be talking about depression, then suicide. I feel depression is the very first stage before it degenerates to suicide. So I want to ask, what are the leading causes of suicide or even depression? Um, I think when you look at suicide and depression, they can be linked. I mean, sometimes people commit suicide when they're not depressed. But um, a lot of the things mm. that lead to suicidal thoughts and tendencies come from a, depression, uh, from a state of depression. And you look at things like bullying, discrimination, people that have been through abuse and um you know sometimes um people are feeling isolated they're feeling inadequate and those kinds of things can lead to depression which would then lead to suicide and i think mm. it's the thing with suicide is a lot of the times it's untreated i don't want to use the word untreated depression um, it's depression that's not being mm. attended to um, that can sort of lead to the suicide. But like I want to stress that it's not only depression that leads to suicide. Sometimes people are in a lot of physical pain, for instance, and they know they've got an incurable disease and they just want to end the thing. Or they just want to end their lives. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you find people that are put in like cultural pressures, you know, so some sort of yeah. cultures may force a person to marry another person and they think, no, I would rather die than be with this person. My life is not my own anymore, sort mm -hmm. of thing. 
that too can lead to suicidal thoughts, tendencies, or even the actual act of suicide. Mm. All right. So looking at it, I I decided some days back, I decided to upload um, a question on a group and I asked, I was asking lots of young people, have you been suicidal? Have you ever had suicidal thoughts? What did you do? And majority of the persons that answered were really in the age bracket of, let's say, 23 to 40. Most of them were, quote and unquote, happily married with Mm -hmm. kids. But their answers were pretty shocking. Like, oh, I have been, Mary, I've been suicidal for months. I've been having suicidal thoughts for months. I've been depressed. I really don't know. Some persons are going through postpartum depression. They really don't know. So what are the signs? Because this person could have passed for my sister, could have passed for my brother, my friend. What are the signs that this person, somebody, what are the signs we can see that this person is going through depression or is even having suicidal thoughts? I think um, when a person, if you're looking for signs of depression, um, you, you tend to see a change in the person's behavior. That's sort of things you'll see, change in attitude, change in the way that they even carry themselves or they hold themselves. Those are some of the things that you would see. Mm. But then some people are very good at hiding their depression. So you might not know. And it's the same with suicide. Mm. It's one, someone can have suicidal thoughts for years and no one would ever know. They would think, oh, they're the happiest person alive. Um, I think we've seen it in Hollywood quite a lot of times. You know, you're thinking you've got money, you've got everything you want. Why did he kill himself? But because they are hiding whatever it is that they're going through. So signs to look out for for people that are feeling suicidal are really difficult. There's some obvious things where people are self-harming and things like that, but they do tend to hide it quite well. But there are quite a few things that might be noticeable. I think one of the key things is when a person starts to withdraw, especially after something, there's maybe been some traumatic event in their life or there's been a bereavement Mm -hmm. and you notice that the person is not handling it very well and that the grieving process is not quite what, you know, we all withdraw and we all cry and do whatever when someone has died. However, you might notice that this person has just completely changed and they're withdrawn from life. They're withdrawing from everyone. That might be an alarming thing to sort of like a warning bell. And you might see somebody who's seemingly okay and everything else. Um, One other thing that people do is start to prepare themselves for their death and they do it so subtly. For instance, you Mm. might start giving away things You might start, um, you know, the person is making preparations, but we don't see it. Um, Yeah, so you might have, maybe it's a person with children, young children, and they start saying, oh, I've always wanted my children to go to the school. If anything ever happened to me, make sure my children go to the school. Make sure my children go to any other Mm -hmm. school. If it's a person that's got property, they might start giving away their property. They might, you know... um, generally start giving up on the things that they usually enjoy that's yet another sign that a person Mm. might be considering committing suicide 
some people will even say it. They will threaten to say, oh, I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, not every person who feels suicidal mm. will say it and not every person who threatens to commit suicide will actually commit suicide. But I think every, like they say, every threat of suicide should be taken seriously because something has told, mm. has made that person to do to say that. Yes. Yeah. So funny enough, in the world, like not only in Nigeria or even in Zimbabwe, but in the world, it has been documented that one person commits suicide every 40 seconds. Every year, 800,000 people die in the world. Can I say via suicide, something like that? So what do you think parents are doing or what do you think parents should do, family, religious bodies, and even the government here in Nigeria it was um, self-poisoning, um, we are hanging, some persons commit suicide, we are hanging, taking in of sniper harmful substances, and the government has gone ahead to ban the sale of harmful substances here in public. But it still has not reduced how fast the rate of suicide is running in Nigeria. Yeah. So what do you think parents, family, religious bodies, and even the government can do differently that would help people see value in themselves and value their life. To be honest with you, I think when you're looking at on the governmental level, that's quite big. Um, a lot of the people that are committing suicide, especially the younger ones, it's because they don't see themselves as valuable. Um, they're disappointed, mm. especially in the younger age groups where, you know, they've used, especially in our African communities, you spend your whole life being told, go to school, do well yeah. so that you'll be, the greatest thing ever and you finish school and there's no jobs there's no money the you know yeah. one or two people that are fortunate enough have got all the girls or they're getting all the boys and you're just there and so on a governmental level i think the government should be looking to remove those situations so that there's job creation there's yeah. all those other things that can allow people to feel well not even to feel to be um, contributing to the society on the levels that they they're expecting, mm. because most oh everyone goes to school because they want to do this and do the other. No one goes to school and studies engineering at master's level so they can go and just sit at home and do nothing. They they've already made plans about mm. what they're going to do, where they're going to live, and all of that at the time that we start uni. But um, so on a government level, I think it is a matter of job creation, opportunities creation, and things like that. With religious bodies, I think it is removing the taboo from it. And also, um, mm. I speak from the point of view of being a Christian. I think um, being more understanding, being more open, reaching out more. Because a lot of times as Christians, we are taught that if you believe, you know, you're fine. And when we... Mm -hmm when people are younger and they're believing and they're trusting and they're not seeing those things and when somebody coming, is yeah. basically preaching that it's your fault because you're not believing enough it can lead a person to think mm. oh, am I even worthy is God real if he loves me why is that one there and why am I still here so I think um, mm. the message that religious bodies are sending out um it's got to be one of love. And I think um, understanding that, you know, we've all got different paths and everything else, but I think there has to be a lot of inclusion yeah. 
and um, reaching out more, letting people understand and know that, okay, fine, you're not everything that you thought you would be. However, you are still important. Mm. Um, you know, God still loves you. Jesus loves you. I still love you. And always making uh, an open door because people um, sometimes feel unworthy. I speak, for instance, a child, or a child, a young person who's been involved in drugs might think, oh, I don't want to do drugs mm. anymore, but there's no way I want to tell my pastors that because they're going to tell so-and-so or they wouldn't like it. But if we can yeah. keep, especially from, I speak, like I say, I speak from a Christian point, we can keep it as Jesus loves you, come as you are, come as you are. God has got a solution. God will help you. It might not work in the way that you think so, but it will. As parents and society, I think even like not just parents, family members is to, Again, it's openness. Having people know that there is always somebody who is willing to listen without judging. And that is the key. Mm. Um, a lot of cultures and a lot of societal behavior is, is judging. You know, if somebody, say, for instance, a girl will, uh, will go and report a rape, the first thing they ask, what were you wearing? It doesn't matter what she was wearing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The fact is that this happened, it should not have happened. But that question to the person now implies that, oh, it might be because of what you're wearing. Straight away, it's a transfer of guilt. And, you know, uh, somebody will say, oh, I'm having, I'm feeling depressed. Why are you feeling depressed? Look at you. At least you have children. That's not, mm. you don't, you know, and someone will be saying, oh, you think your case is bad. Look at so-and-so, look at so-and-so. Don't little my yeah. pain because somebody else is going through worse. Don't do that. If I'm coming to you and I'm telling you that I'm feeling depressed, oh, let me have an outlet to let you know what I'm going through. And always ask, how can I help you? Don't yes. be the one to tell them that you need this. Ask them, how can I help you? What would you like me to do? How can I support you? Because a lot of the mm. time, somebody will come and say, oh, you know, I'm feeling depressed. I don't know what to do with these children. And someone will say, oh, why don't you go and sell tomatoes? Everyone else is selling tomatoes. And that's not what I want. I want you to ask me, how can I help you? And I might just tell you that, do you know what? I just need someone to look after my children for me for two weeks while I sleep. Mm. You know, just, <laughs> I, yeah. I need something totally different to what it is that you think I need. So it's important to speak to the mm. people find out what um, what they actually need. And um, I think also when um, when somebody is showing, yeah, I think that's basically it. Be there for them. And it's also very important to ensure that whatever help you're giving is led by them and their needs because we tend to know better what the next person needs when in reality we don't. We think we do know better, but we don't. Everyone's issues are different. That's very, very, I, I sincerely agree with you because most times when persons seek for help, lots of persons feel that they already know what's wrong and they know the solution. So they're not even willing to listen. That's it. And most times, even before it goes through to depression, that person just wants someone he or she can rant to, someone that will just sit and listen to that's him or her. So, yeah. And I just want to I, add on. Sorry. Okay. I was just going to add on as well with the with the parents as well, um, especially in our African communities. 
Um, the world has evolved so much and so quickly over the last few years. There's, um, it's like the world we live in and the world our parents lived in is like two totally different, totally <laughs> completely different places. And yeah. as parents, we need to listen to our children. We need to adapt. We grew up in societies where children were there to be seen and not to be heard. Whereas today, mm. you need to hear your child. You need to hear. You need to speak to them. You need to know because the technology is so fast. We're not, we, we, sometimes it's difficult for us to keep up, but the children mm. have already got it. So they're being exposed to things that we don't know about. And if those children are scared to speak to us, when they then fall into problems, they, yeah. they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. So we've entered an era where the child has got to be heard. And um, it sounds a bit weird for some people. But yes, I think as parents, we've got to be open. We've got to be available. Let your children learn about mm -hmm. things from you before they learn from other people. Because that creates that trust and that safety net at home. And that means mm -hmm. even when they're going through whatever it is they're going through, they know that even if they mess up, I've, I read somewhere that be the kind of parent where if your child messes up, they think, oh, no. Sorry about that. They think, mm -hmm. oh, no. I've messed up. I need to call my mom as opposed to, oh, no, yeah. I messed up. I need to escape before my mom gets here because that's when people yeah. think, oh, this is so bad. I've got nowhere to run. Death is better sort of thing. Very, very true. So what are the steps? So if I find out that someone around me is suicidal, what are the immediate steps I can take to help that person at that point? I think the first and foremost important thing, do not leave them alone. Just don't, if it's very, very high risk and, you know, make sure they're not alone at any point and until at least they've gotten that help because most mm. suicides are done in private. Of course, there's those that will jump off a bridge or whatever, but don't leave them alone. Don't give them the opportunity. Um, mm. And... Um, Take away anything from them that they could use to commit suicide. And sometimes it's not its not the most obvious things. Um, you know, sometimes you can, a person can commit suicide using a pin, you know, a safety pin. They know mm. where to press them to hit the right veins and whatever. People know how to use a scarf that they've got. You know, somebody's getting dressed. They're like, oh, no, I'm okay now. I'm just going off now and they get dressed, they put the nice pretty scarf on and that is what they use to kill themselves. So it's not always obvious. Mm. That's why I say, first of all, don't leave them, don't leave them alone because um, that opportunity and then take away anything that you think they could use to keep, to kill themselves. And um, you stay calm and try to get them to calmness as well. And I think the other important thing is to just, continue to be supportive and continue to reiterate, yeah. excuse me, how important they are, how important their life is. Um, because it's what you tend to find when someone commits suicide, it's because, because they think their life is not worth living and, you know, they're doing everyone yeah. around them a favor by, by killing themselves. Very true. So, if there is a suicidal person listening to us now, what would you tell that person? The first thing I will say is 
give someone a chance to prove you wrong. Because if anyone is listening to this right now, they're suicidal, they're thinking their life is not worth living, the world would be better off without them. I want to say, give us a chance to prove you wrong. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing I want to say is that suicide is not the only way out. Because a lot of times when a person commits suicide, you know, for us that are left behind, we sometimes look at it and think, oh, they took the easy way out. You know, they were facing problems. They took the easy. It's not. In the mind of a person in suicide, yeah. it's not the easy way out. It's not the cheap. It is the only way out. So I just want to say, if anyone is listening and you're thinking suicide, suicide is not. I repeat, it is not the only way out. And, you know, when you've hit rock bottom, the only way up, the way, only way to go is up. You can't go any lower. So look up and, you know, the only way to go is up. So give us a chance. Give people a chance to show you that you are worth living for. Your life is worth living. And obviously don't approach the people that are making you feel that your life is worthless. But... Um, there are plenty of charities out there. I don't know if we've got any numbers that you, any other information that you'll probably give out, Mary. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I'll get in touch. I think there are two groups I know that could help. So I'll, I'll drop the message. I'll drop their phone numbers. So anybody that is having, that is being suicidal right now and can reach out, but definitely I'll drop the phone numbers. Ashwa, I want to ask, let's move a bit from suicide because there are lots of things that trigger suicide or suicidal thoughts. Let's talk about violence. Here in Nigeria, there have been lots of man inhumanity to man cases. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we wonder if people have that human heart anymore. So what should someone do? What should that person that have been a victim of domestic violence or even emotional torture, what steps should that person take to get better? Because lots of people are listening and they are hurting. And in years, it could just go down and down into becoming suicidal. Lots of people are hurting. Lots of people are aching. They are griffing. What steps can they on their own, what steps can they take to become better? I think the first thing is if you are a victim of um, domestic violence or any other form of violence is to reach out for help. That's the first thing. Walk away from the situation if you can, as soon as, well, not if you can, you need to do it. They need to come away from situations. Yeah. Unfortunately, what we tend to find is sometimes, um, say for instance, a woman stays in an abusive relationship um, because they feel that they have nowhere else to go or I'm staying for my children or, you know, yeah. but what that, that doesn't actually bring about the help that you need. I think people need to reach mm. out, ask for help. There are charities. I know, like I mentioned before, and you said you're going to sort of um, give the numbers and the names of the charities. And there are charities out there that are helping people, um, they're available 24-7. So it's to step out of the situation because once you're experiencing it the first time, be rest assured, it will only get worse. It doesn't get better. That's the thing with domestic violence. It, it just never goes away. Once it starts, 
it's a it's a pattern a system that will stay um and in any other capacity abuse of any kind it's got to be reported it has to be um i think i've mentioned before that i've seen somewhere that they say like teach your children even that you don't keep secrets from your parents and the people that's yeah. your guardians explain to them that good good adults don't ask children to keep secrets and if the child mm. can grow up knowing that the moment somebody says this is our little secret don't tell anybody that is a red flag you need to go and tell someone yeah. and yeah. also making sure that you know um, i'm going back again to the children that um they understand that it's not their fault it is not normal. yeah it does not happen to everyone um because you tend to find abusers um they always attack the person's mind before they attack them physically so they'll twist your mind think mm. it's even the case with domestic violence why a lot of women struggle to leave abusive marriages is because they have been made to believe that that is their only choice when the reality yeah. is if you walk out you can start a fresh you can do something else your life can go on and which is the same thing they do with children when they're abusing them they tell them oh it's all right it's a secret yeah. all your friends are going through this but they just don't say it because it is a secret um that sort of thing and get help yeah. and walk away from it and um rebuild yourself because as long as you stay in the situation it's just it's it can only get worse it can only get worse yeah. it, it it never gets better in an abusive marriage it never gets better in an abusive relationship and nowadays we are seeing more and more of women abusing their men not necessarily physically but yeah. mentally emotionally you know with um, words yeah. using money or whatever it is and the bottom line is it just it never gets better it will only get worse and that's it really it doesn't get better so you've got to seek help reach out there are charities that can do it for you in yeah. you can phone them anonymously they can send you help there are shelters for women there are so many places yeah. you can go to and i think um speaking to someone as well is very important um speak to someone neutral as well because it allows you to see yeah. a different point of view because sometimes someone is just so convinced that the reality that their abuser is creating is the reality um but once you speak to someone else hmm. you can see that no that's actually not right and it'll give them the courage to start to make the next to take the next steps to escape the the abuse Wow, thank you so much, Astra. I'm really grateful. Thank you for coming on the ACAFIS podcast. Thank you very, very thank much. Thank you too, Mary. I'm really honored to have been here. I hope you I hope I answered the questions that you had. And uh, I wish you all the best. Yes, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And this is what we'll call it a wrap on the Ekatas podcast. Thank you so much, Ashram Munati, for joining us, for your time and the quality information dished out. Now, I must say this. If you are depressed, having suicidal thoughts, or a victim of any form of abuse, there are lots of groups you can join, lots of people you can talk to. You can reach out to Safe Ears on Instagram, Safe Ears 
S A F E E A R S or Antilanda A U N T L A N D A A U N T L A N D A. Now, mental health is important. Stay safe and be strong. Do not forget to check out my new story on Ekata and Date with Laulu on Daily Realities. D A I L Y R E A L I T I E S S. Daily Realities with double S dot WordPress dot com. Do have a lovely week. Bye.